It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M. Just put your paws off it. Because you were born this way, baby. You are listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm your host, Andy Otto, and executive director of Twin Cities Pride. I want to welcome you to the show where we're talking about all things Twin Cities Pride, current LGBTQIA topics, and living our most authentic queer life here in Minnesota. We want to keep you in the know by hitting important topics, talking about all those things that others are too afraid to talk about, and how you can help. Of course, we can't get started without me acknowledging my amazing co-host, Rena Heisel. Rena, can you believe that we're already ending the third week in January? Um, no. I officially don't even understand how time works anymore. No. Not I, when you work for Pride. No. Yeah. No. It's like a blink of an eye. Oh, yep, that's right. We're in 2024 already, which I'm very excited to be in 2024. Yes. I'm still screwing up the date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I know my checks will never be right until halfway through the year. But um, yeah, I'm so excited that we are in 2024. We have so much to look forward to this year, including this radio program. I know. It's yes. exciting. It's um, exciting. It's, uh, you know, like all of a sudden, New Year's Day, I was like, oh, man, we're like six months out. I mean, at this point, festival registration's been open for five days. I I know. And things are just going to keep flying. Um, the closer we get to June, everything just seems to ramp up in speed. You blink and, you know, we're like halfway to Pride almost. Yeah, um, which we'll talk about yes, our celebration today. That was yeah. a little teaser. Yeah. Uh, halfway to Pride. But, um, yes, so... Uh, anyone listening out there, if you are thinking about being a vendor at Pride this year, if you want yeah. to look into what that might um, entail, head over to our website, mm-hmm. tcpride.org, and um, start looking into all the registration information because it is time. And it'll go fast. I mean, we have, oh gosh, like 650 vendors typically. Oh my gosh, yes. I know, yep. it's crazy. Um, and kudos to our festival team who puts that all together. I yeah. mean, they are genius and you wouldn't realize it's just a handful of people. So <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is now the best time to talk about our guest here today in studio, Kelsey Alto. Hello. Kelsey is the director of programming over at Twin Cities Pride. I stole her fair and square. Um, <laughs> welcome to the studio, Kelsey. Thank you. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. Kelsey, you started out as a volunteer with Pride like I did. As we all do. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> kind of. Kind of is. We get suckered in a little bit. We don't tell people when you sign up to volunteer. It's a 30-year contract. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is, hey, I'm on year like 17, so we're good. I think it might be 18 now. Uh, what what made you get involved in Pride? Um, I came out as bisexual and didn't really know what to do with that, being married to a man and living in the suburbs and thinking like, well, I guess this is just something that'll be a secret between the two of us. Um, and then I was at work and somebody had put in Slack, hey, do you want to volunteer with Pride? I need some people. And I was like, oh, I could go be around other people and see what that's like. That, like need for community was really there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I volunteered and met you that day and was like, by the way, I have large scale event planning experience and it seems like you need some help. Um, so hit me up and and we're the like rest yay <laughs> year round volunteer congratulations <laughs> yep. and then I was in the need for a director of programming mm-hmm. and so I said so 
How do you really feel about your current job? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd always volunteered for nonprofits. I've always mm-hmm. done event planning for nonprofits, as, I mean, since high school. And I never thought that that was a job opportunity. I never thought this was something I could do full time. So then when we started talking about it, it's all I could think about. Yeah. And now well, here we are. Yeah, here we are. And you have the best boss ever. I'm just saying. <laughs> ever. I mean, just say it. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity that people don't realize when it comes to volunteering, you know, much like you, you had joined with the festival vendor stuff and it was just like, okay, well let's jump in both feet ahead. And I feel like with all things in life, it happens organically. Like you, you're on a path and you can't see where it's leading. And then you look back and you're like, I never would have guessed that this is where I would have ended up, but it was the perfect place for me to be. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I never expected no. To be in this position, if you would ask me ten years ago, this is this is not where I would be. Honestly, if you would ask me five years ago, this wasn't where I thought I would be, and no. yet here we are. And and I mean, Rena, you're an author by trade, and right. I swiped you in <laughs> and suckered you in after a you know mm-hmm. I bought you lunch or something. Yeah, um, I didn't get lunch, and, and now you're you're stuck. <laughs> I gotta bring that up. No. <laughs> Best boss, best boss. Right, right. Keep saying that. (laughs) So with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but hang on to your unicorns because when we come back, we're going to talk all about the new programming at Twin Cities Pride with our guest director of programming, Kelsey Alto. You're listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Give yourself prudence and love your friends so we can rejoice the truth. But you're taking shots at me like it's Patron, and I'm just like, damn, it's 7 a.m. All right, we are back, and you are listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified on AM 950. I'm your host, Andy Otto, and an executive director of Twin Cities Pride, along with my co-host and wrangler, Rena Heisel, and our guest, Kelsey Alto, director of programming at Twin Cities Pride. So uh, Kelsey is our director um, of programming, which is a brand new position at Twin Cities Pride. So I just want to take a little step back before we talk to Kelsey too much about what she's up to with you, Andy, coming on last year as your first year uh, as executive director of Twin Cities Pride. And um, Twin Cities Pride has had a history of pretty much being a June-centered organization. Yeah. Um, We have the festival... Family Fun Day, The Run, everything mm-hmm. was pretty much focused on Pride Month, but you kind of had a vision when you came on board that you wanted to make Pride more of a year-round celebration. Yeah. And that um, you felt the community needed more services, more outreach. Um, can you talk a little bit about your vision and why you needed to bring someone like Kelsey on board? Yeah, so I think what most people don't realize is that Pride typically has only had one, maybe two employees. It's like last 50 years. <laughs> and right? anybody who has seen the festival, just seeing yeah. it, you, yeah. Yeah, it, it takes believe. a lot of, right, a lot of volunteers and, and some contractors to put that together. And, you know, 
when I came on, I think as a person who has been in the community or is in the community, I just saw the deficit, much like Kelsey mentioned earlier. It's about Mm -hmm. finding that sense of community and that, you know, pride isn't just June, right? It's not just the last weekend in June. It is... It is 365 days a year. And yeah, I threw that in because that's going to be 2024's theme, <laughs> Pride 365 days a year, because I think it's important. Right. Um, and I had just this vision of doing things outside of the month of June. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that was going to be a little bit tricky, mm-hmm. um, considering when I first started, it was only me. And then I hired on our director of logistics, and then I hired you. Yeah. Um, and w- the three of us, there was there was no way we were going to be able to reach what I had set out to reach, right? Mm-hmm. I also knew that, and I've said this before on another show, that, you know, Pride has made some mistakes over the past um, few years. Yeah. Yep. Um, and to, you know, no fault of, of anybody, but we've made some mistakes and my goal was to fix that. And part of fixing that is making sure that the entire community feels welcome and involved and can be part of Pride. So that's really kind of where it came about. And I had met Kelsey, obviously Kelsey was volunteering and um, I was like, I can we can do lots. We can do lots with this. So and Kelsey was a good fit into our little group. And, and um, so, yeah, that's kind of, kind of where we were at. We always joke that like working for Twin Cities Pride, no two days are ever the same. Mm-hmm. And when I came into my role as your assistant wrangler, I mean, I could not even describe what my job was at that time because some days I was working on your schedule. We didn't actually know. Some days I was painting a wall mm-hmm. in the office. You just never knew what the day was going to bring. So right. I would love to hear from Kelsey when you approached her with this job offer. What in the world did you think this job was going to look like? Well, she didn't run away. So <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kelsey. It was icy outside. There was no chance to run. <laughs> I remember that day very distinctly. <laughs> yes, there was nothing. It was that is the new office. You just moved into the new office. There was mm-hmm. nothing there except for a conference room table. I think you were working off of a small desk in a corner. Nothing was painted. It was cold. Hey, don't was- knock my folding table as my desk. <laughs> and you were like, this is the new space. <laughs> Welcome. I, I need to fill it and do things in here. And I want to do all of the things. What are those things? I don't know. Um, so we talked about what that could look like, and it was really a blank slate to mm-hmm. build from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And so started talking about, you know, what does year-round programming look like? What does that mean to us? There are so many, you know, somebody joked that Minnesota is the land of 10,000 nonprofits. Yeah. And I have found in the last year that that is true. If you have a need, <laughs> there's true. a nonprofit to fill it. Um, mm-hmm. But that means that we have a ton of queer orgs here already doing amazing work. And we didn't want to come in and reinvent the wheel or try and take other people's space. So. Right. It was really more about us using our platform and using the connections that we have to bring in other orgs and to help elevate them and amplify their voices to make sure that they're able to have the resources that they need. So we've had some really great partnerships over the last year, and it just kind of snowballed from there of meeting people and talking about 
what people are doing, what the need in the community is, and how we can help. And that really um, was a lot this year. It really changed. With- <laughs> well, it did. So let's yeah. talk about that for a yeah. second. I mean, when we first started having our, we'll call them conference room chats or conference table <laughs> conference chat, table, yes. table chats yes. that are only typically intended to be 20 minutes and end up to be three, four hours. Mm-hmm. It's different now yeah. than than even those first couple of conversations yeah. in the first couple of months. You want to, I mean, I mean, let's talk about when that. we, the, the climate in the country when we first started was different. The, mm-hmm. the trans, the anti-trans, anti-LGBTQ bills, the don't say gay bill hadn't started at that point. And so we weren't focused in that direction and it was mm-hmm. more, a little more rainbowy of mm-hmm. like, what can we do? This will be so much fun. And then the country pivoted and things started getting really dark. And the more you watched the news, the more it became so apparent that the work that we're doing is needed and it's needed more than ever. But it was really heavy. Um, And then Minnesota passed the trans refuge bill. And that really put us in the spotlight as a state compared to other states for a good reason. Um, But that things kind of snowballed from there. So as we started the year, it was more around partnering with organizations to do great things. And then it was, we need to help people. We need to help people get here. Mm -hmm. We need to help people who are here. And what does that look like? Yeah. And that, I mean, when we really first started talking about it, I mean, we can jump into the rainbow wardrobe. Because when I originally had that envisioned, Mm -hmm. it was like a 10 by 10 tent with three tables shaped in the U form with a bunch of clothes thrown on it. um, Yeah. So for for those who don't know, yeah. So a clothing swap generally happens. um, So when you are trans or non-binary, generally when you start making that transition, you have a lot of clothing in your wardrobe that does not align with your gender or your identity. And it's really expensive to buy a whole new wardrobe. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see these clothing swaps happen all around the country where everybody will come and bring all of the clothes that no longer affirm them. And then you can go through the clothes other people brought and then walk away with clothing, right? So it's really a way to save money and a way to connect with other people as well. And we wanted to do that. But again, if you've ever been to our festival, carrying a bag of clothes in June through a crowd of 250,000 people not ideal. And we weren't really thinking that that it would work that way. So we figured, why don't we collect clothes ahead of time and then we'll put them out and then you can just take them. Um, And the response to that, I think everybody is looking for a place to not donate to Goodwill right now. Um, If you don't know why, Google it. It's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and so now it has spurred into... A full-time I mean, wardrobe open in our office yeah. five days a week. You can make an appointment. Um, we've had so many clothes donated. It's amazing. Right now, we're really looking towards winter gear. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have come up here and don't understand what a Minnesota winter is, and December really didn't show that. Um, no. So going into January, I'm hoping that we're yeah. able to equip people. Um, yeah. For sure. And we've used it for our job fairs that we've put on. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a great array of clothing. So we've done a few queer career resource fairs. Say that five times. And the goal really of those resource fairs is to bring in employers, but also bring in recruiters and help people through, okay, if you have your 
resume, um, do you put your pronouns when you're non-binary so that people know off the bat that they should address you that way? How do you handle going into an interview with pronouns? How do you handle talking to your employer about your trans? Do you even mention that, right? Legally, can they ask you? Uh, so there was just a lot of things to navigate, and we wanted to be able to provide a space for people to ask those questions and go through some coaching of interview questions, but we also then had the wardrobe, so we pulled all of the looks that were more career-focused so people could grab clothes and feel like they're going into interviews, feeling them their most authentic self. For sure. I mean, even coming down to things in the rainbow wardrobe of binders, uh-huh. and I mean, we've had makeup. We now have some personal care products uh-huh. that we just realized there was just such a big need yeah. that... I don't think anybody really realized. I mean, I certainly didn't when I, you know, and that's my privilege, you know, saying that is that I didn't realize what the need was until we really opened it and started talking to the community as they started coming in. So, and Maddie, who is your coordinator Mm -hmm. at our office, um, because, yeah, because programming got so big, we had to, we had to add Maddie (laughs) um, into it and, Really, you know, she kind of brought up the whole job fair thing and mm-hmm. it, it's just spiraled and she's an awesome photographer and gets yeah. to do headshots. So shout out to yeah. Maddie on that one. Mm-hmm. Real but, quick for anybody yeah. listening right now that is thinking Rainbow Wardrobe, we are looking for winter gear, mm-hmm. yep. personal care items. And if somebody's thinking right now, oh, I have stuff that I can I can donate, what should they do? Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you could email rainbowcircle at tcpride.org, or we're in the office Monday through Friday, generally 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're in Loring Park right next to Cafe Lurcott. Sorry if I said that wrong. No, you, you did. <laughs> Perfect. You did. Okay. So now we – okay, so Rainbow Wardrobe, we've you know done these job fairs, mm-hmm. but you mentioned something earlier about partnering with other orgs. Yeah, so the mission of – Rainbow Circle, which is the name of our year-round programming, so it's the Rainbow Circle, is to partner with people, organizations to help further their missions and to help fill any needs in the community. So we partner with Rainbow Haven. They are a small org who does game nights, Mm -hmm. and they do Dungeons & Dragons with teens. And the whole goal, if you've never played Dungeons & Dragons, you get to pick a new character. And it can be any character. You get to pick the type of character that you are, your name, your identity. And so for kids exploring their gender identity, their sexual identity, it is a way in a safe space to be able to explore an identity that you are thinking about, try it on for a night, see how it feels, see how those pronouns feel, see how it feels to act out what it would be like to be you. Um, And I think that that's a really amazing thing that they're doing. So we've partnered with them to do it quarterly in our office. We provide the space, the free food. We welcome kids in. It's a really central location for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been really amazing to see the kids that show up and the clothes that they're wearing. They shop the rainbow wardrobe while they're there. So they get to Mm -hmm. grab fun pieces and kind of see like when they first come in, they're really timid and they, you know, it's awkward walking in with your peers and not what to say it's awkward as an adult to do that too so props to them um but then by the end of the night the way that they all click and hearing the laughter it just gets progressively louder in the office through the night so it's so much fun and i can speak personally to those game nights i have a family member who Mm -hmm. i convinced to come in and they are like love them in fact (laughs) had their birthday party um at one of them so it was it was amazing um 
And in that, I mean, the partnership with the orgs, um, we started something called Mintern. We did, which stands for the Minnesota Trans and Intersex Resource Network. Cool. And that came from really Hannah, the executive director at Transforming Families. Yeah. And it was an opportunity to pull us all together into this. We originally called it the Trans Coalition because mm-hmm. um, I think at that point we didn't really understand where yeah. it was going. And we're, um, we'll dive into Mintern uh, a little bit more on another show. We're actually going to have Hannah come in and talk about what that looks like. But what did that spark? Yeah. So the Trans Refuge Bill passed and we all celebrated and it was amazing. And we're like, yes, heck yeah, Minnesota. So happy to be here. So proud to be from here. Um, and then dug a little deeper and you realize that there was no funding in that bill for any of the nonprofits. So we essentially put a giant rainbow welcome sign above the state of Minnesota <laughs> and said, you're safe. You can move here. You can come here. But there's no money to help you because there are already orgs in the area who can help you, right? It's as if we weren't all at full capacity and funding mm-hmm. is hard to come by for queer orgs. I um, can't remember what the statistic was that you I heard. Did. Yeah, I heard that 1%. Um, or a penny for every hundred dollars in um, philanthropic funds go to a queer organization. Yeah, that blows my mind. That is so, so we all, sad, right? So we already get such a small piece of the pie, and we're expected to use that to help folks. Um, and people are moving here. People had already moved here before that had passed. People were already coming here from care for care. Um, and so it really was born out of these conversations about like, what do we do? How do we help people? Our, our phones were blowing up. Our emails were blowing mm-hmm. up with people saying, I'm in Tennessee and I need to get there. I don't have any money. Please help me. Right. Um, I'm unsafe. If I go out in town, I am physically assaulted. How can I get to Minnesota? And I mean, when you get an email like that, it's how do you not help and how do you not respond? So I started asking people, what are we doing? How are we helping? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how that conversation with Hannah started. Um, so we all just decided to get all the queer orgs together in a room to say like who is doing what what services do you currently offer that we can recommend people to who is at capacity who needs help building capacity um and then what where are the gaps and some of those gaps are still not solved housing a big one housing's huge funding another big one um resources relocation assistance is huge yeah so we have this problem right now where we have people who are financially privileged enough to be able to uproot their whole entire lives to get to this state to be safer. Um, But then getting here and not knowing anybody and not understanding Minnesota and Minnesota nice and where the (laughs) Minnesota nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It is. Um, Mm -hmm. And not understanding winter um, and having spent all your money to get here. So we really are trying to solve those issues. Um, We did rainbow feast in November, which was so successful. The goal of that was really, there are so many people going into the holidays who came here alone or who are here alone. And, it's just such a sad time to not have family or friends to celebrate with. So how can we create an opportunity for people to come together? So we did it and we had a caterer come in. We invited people. It was free. Grab a meal, a holiday meal, sit with people. We had icebreakers. Like, are you a lemon or a lime? <laughs> um, I would like to think I'm a lime, but I'm a lemon. It's you are 100% a lemon. Yeah, it's all good. It's okay. We still love you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and all you limes out there or lemons out there, right? 
But uh, it was really amazing to see people walk in, again, alone and timid because, again, it's hard as an adult to do that too. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to make friends, especially when everybody here has been friends since they were in kindergarten. Right. Clicky. Um, So the whole goal was to meet the people around you. We had 35 volunteers sign up for this. People wanted to be there and help, which was so cool. So we had half the volunteers serving food, the other half sitting at the tables where the goal was if you see somebody sitting alone, they're not. Like you need to pull them into a conversation, get them out of their shell. And we heard people making plans for holidays to celebrate the holidays together. Um, But it really pushed back, again, this issue that we're seeing coming up of food insecurity And there was one family who had said, like, thank you so much for this. We didn't have food at home. So being able to have this meal for our family was great. And like, how do you hear that and then just go on with your day and like go home? You don't. You don't. And that's the same thing that happens with the rainbow wardrobe is Mm -hmm. when you have insecurities financially and you're coming here for free clothing because you do not have the money to clothe yourself. That comes with food insecurities. That comes with housing insecurities, mental health issues and so we've really had to like rainbow wardrobe started as like just come grab some free clothes and it's now come grab resources as well and we're having these conversations about here's how to get a setup for snap here are the food shelves around you and now we're looking at getting our food pantry license so that we can start collecting perishable items to give out to be like here's something to tide you over until you can get to a food shelf or um, one person had asked you know i need resources and i was like what resources are you looking for well i need somewhere to stay tonight that's warm Oh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. So yeah. it's really grown into something that's really shed a light on the rapid insecurities that are growing within our community. And I feel like we'll only continue to grow as people continue to move here. Yeah. I mean, I was helping a client the other day in the rainbow wardrobe and just asked for a simple toothbrush. Like mm-hmm. things that, you know, the three of us sitting at this table take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um And so, you know, it's just, and it's, it's hard and, and all of us have such big hearts that, you know, we'd give the shirt off our back. Um, but I know a lot of our listeners are exactly exactly that way as well. Mm -hmm. And they're probably wondering right now, like, what can they do? Like what? So that leads us into rainbow circle because there is things that you can do, even Mm -hmm. if it isn't, you know, dropping off clothing or dropping off non-perishable items. Yeah. Like. Talk about Rainbow Circle and what... Yeah, so Rainbow Circle is the coolest club in Minnesota. Because Uh, you started it, but (laughs) yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, it's um, a membership program, so you can sign up and pledge $3 a month, $5 a month, uh, whatever you feel comfortable, or you can make a one-time donation. Um, There are some perks to it. You get some really cool merch. Um, You get first dibs at signing up for things. You get to hear about events before they happen. Um, And it's a way for us to redirect that money back into the things that we're doing with programming. It's the way that we pay for our year-round programming. Yeah. So the the one that I love is if you go on our website, tcpride.org, you can click on the donate button and you can round up your change. Mm-hmm. So think about all those things. Like you go to Caribou and you, you know, spend $5.80. That extra 20 cents can come back to us yep. and help fund some of these programs. Yeah. And, you know, we've we've talked about change for pride and what mm-hmm. that, that literal Mm-hmm. two cents mm-hmm. does when it comes to that. And so, you know, if you're out there and you're able to, and you, you have those resources, I would, I mean, 
like the emotion of it all is is really hard for all of us because I can't tell you. I mean, $35 gets a binder for a trans person Mm -hmm. who desperately needs it. Yeah. And I mean, you may not understand what that means if you're not trans, but someone who is matching their identity, that binder is everything. Um, Speaking as a trans man myself, who was incredibly large chested um, prior to top surgery, that binder was everything to me. And so, you know, $35, if you did that every month, that's a binder a month. Well, and I think 12 binders, everybody can relate to that wanting to belong, the sense of community, Mm -hmm. just wanting friends and to be able to contribute to a cause that, I mean, when you think of the game nights and the youth and the kids just looking for a friend, just looking for a place to hang out and, you know, play some games, have some pizza. I mean, the the impact that this has, I think everybody can relate to that, wanting the rainbow feast, being alone at the holidays. I mean, these are all things that Rainbow Circle is working towards, like, more and more of this kind of programming, which is so needed right now. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, if you want to buy pizza for those kids, like, hey, a gift card or whatever that looks like to, I don't know, Domino's, Papa John's, whoever. Right. because it's I yeah. want like I want to clear up a couple of misconceptions too that I've run into in the last year because we did start year on programming in February so we're coming up on one year of year on programming mm-hmm. we are a nonprofit Twin Cities Pride is a five hundred one c three nonprofit and all of the money right. and revenue that we generate from the festival pays for the festival if you have seen from the shuttering of other festivals in the Twin Cities area it is so expensive to exist as an event in Minneapolis and so we don't just sit on a pile of cash from the festival that no. we don't do anything I'm with. I'm so glad you're I spend clearing every, that up. Yeah, yes. I spend every penny back yes. back into our community. Yep. Every every cent, every penny goes mm-hmm. back into this yes. community um, because that's that's what we're here to do. People right? see how large the parade and the festival are, mm-hmm. and but it is everything goes right back into the festival. Everything goes yeah. right back into the community. And so to put on these things, the game nights, the job fairs, that is all extra yeah cash extra funding needed. yeah extra yeah. funding so i'm just over here trying to do the most with the least <laughs> you're doing a fantastic job <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, but you, are. you talked about a year mm-hmm. um ago we started your own programming the fastest and craziest year of my life <laughs> i know right i don't even know where 2023 went no. Um, but halfway to Pride yes. and Rainbow Circus birthday party. You want to yes. talk about that? Uh huh. January twenty eighth at Bauhaus Brew Labs from noon to six p.m. That's in Northeast Minneapolis. We are doing halfway to Pride. It's our second time doing it. it will be exactly six months until Pride, which is crazy. Um, and it's also celebrating one year of Rainbow Circle. So it's our birthday party. We're going to do a big fundraiser. We'll have a food truck. There'll be drinks, non-alcoholic, alcoholic. Um, we'll have a photo booth. We'll be selling our merch there we're hoping to do a fun few fun other things so stay tuned on our socials for that information but it's uh come anytime during the day that you want to it's gonna be so much fun yeah and shout out to Bauhaus for yeah. hosting this oh I gosh. mean that's yes. I mean they for them amazing. to give us their space is yeah. mm-hmm. is incredible shout so out to sh- Drew at Bauhaus yeah for being that the best. is that yes. is fantastic and you know I think that um 
come down, come participate. Mm-hmm. You'll learn a lot of things about what's coming up at Twin Cities Pride. But also find community. You'll yeah, make some friends. Come hang out. Amazing yeah. friends. And it doesn't, so nice. you don't have to right. just drink beer. There are other things. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like come out, participate, yeah. Meet have a good like-minded time. like-minded people that, you know, yeah. if, if, this event is going to be fun. And it's going to be yeah. filled with the best, most amazing, fantastic, fabulous people. So you yeah. really have nothing to lose coming down. Come out, meet us, bring a pizza gift card. (laughs) (laughs) And we will, um, yeah, it'll be so appreciated. And you get to kind of see what happens with that money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the festival is $1.6 million to put on. So (laughs) So if you have $1.6 million and then you want to donate to Rainbow Circle, I will take it. Yes. Yes. Well, you try to take all the funds to Rainbow Circle, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> That's my job. So, you know, true, all true. of those amazing things and gosh, there's things that we haven't even remotely touched on. Yeah. Like haven't, we know that there's so much more work to do mm-hmm. with all different parts of our community. Um, and we're working through that. But with that said, we'll be right back to talk about our kind of call to action mm-hmm. uh, for all you listeners. You are listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And you're listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified on AM 950. I'm your co-host, Rena Heisel. I'm here along with Andy Otto, the executive director of Twin Cities Pride. And we have been talking about um, all the amazing year-round programs that Twin Cities Pride has been launching over the last year. Mm-hmm. And I am sure our listeners are wondering how they can help, how they can partake in these activities, um, yeah. what what steps they can take to become more involved. I think the most important part of that is visiting our website. Yeah. Um, again, it's tcpride.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and visit there. You can get a bunch of information off of there, um, which is always great. That's where you can donate. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little button that follows you on every page yes. to remind you <laughs> that you can donate. We are ruthless over here. We will we will take every penny um, because, again, we need to buy those toothbrushes. Right. We need to buy those kids' jackets because it's not just adults. No. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get those binders. We need to... Um, continue to pay for our space yeah. that we're in, in Loring right. Park, mm-hmm. um, so that we're central to everybody. And yeah. uh, we do not own that building. We do not. So um, that's a goal. That's another, that's put another that goal. out in the universe. Yes. 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 So if you know anything about me, <laughs> I have a tendency to put things out into the universe and just speak them to an existence um, with the help of my amazing team. Mm-hmm. And so I'm putting it out in the universe Yes. I we need to buy that building. So And whenever yeah. we mention how much the building costs, the reaction is, well, that's not that much. I know, I don't understand. Where that. where is that not that much then? Yeah, because to uh, I mean it's a half a million dollars like Right. to us that To a standalone we, building in downtown Minneapolis, yes, that doesn't seem like a lot. Right. So if you feel like that's not a lot of money and you happen to have that money or you know somebody, mm-hmm. feel free. Or some type of grant. 
Yes. We yes. would love to be permanently anchored right there across from Loring Park. It's yeah. a historic location. We're a historic organization. Yeah, it's a historic LGBTQ org, or, uh, location. It is. Yeah. Um, the You know, I think the other thing is volunteer. Yeah. Like, yes. we are a staff of six. <laughs> six yeah. of us work. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I won't say 40 hours a week because we <laughs> never <laughs> only work 40 hours a week. No, no, but. No, no. Um, volunteer. There's mm-hmm. so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go on tcpride.org, you can um, click the volunteer. Yep, there's a um, link to um, to volunteer yeah. to sign up to volunteer. And just a plug for volunteering. There are so many opportunities. There's so many different things that you can do as a volunteer. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we have people working in booths. We have people working at the merch table. We have people helping set up the festival, clean up after the festival. And it's just such a great way to meet people and feel really good about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah and we can only force our spouses to do so much. <laughs> I mean, we've already recruited Kelsey and mine has been with me all along. So, yeah. you know. Right. Um, you know, I always want to bring this up every single show, though, about being a good ally. Yes. Right? Because we could not be where we are today, and we could not do the things that we do mm-hmm. without our allies. Our allies are key. They're key when it comes to sponsorship, mm-hmm. to volunteering, to voting. I mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2024. It's 2024. It's, it's, it's going to be a big deal. Um, our allies, and, you know, there's an old saying about um, integrity. It's about, you know, doing the right thing even when no one's looking. And I turn that to be an ally. Mm-hmm. It's speaking up when no one in the community is around. Right. Because that is what makes a great ally. Yeah. Um, and I will say as an ally, um, we need to be volunteering. We need to be showing up to these things. We need to be helping out at the festival. You know, yeah. we need to donate our time and our money to this organization because it is helping so many people out there that are truly the most vulnerable in the community. Yeah. I mean, these young people that are coming into Rainbow Wardrobe or are coming into the career fair, mm-hmm. they need our support. And I will say also getting to know Andy over this last year – I mean, allies, listen, if you want to become more involved in the community, this is the time to do it. Yeah. Because I will say Andy is so open. Kelsey is so open. Everybody at the TC Pride organization is there for you. They want to educate you. They want you to get involved. They want you there. So go to our website, (laughs) (laughs) tcpride.org, click on volunteer, and uh, get involved. Yeah. You know, one thing – that I think is interesting that you said, and I now I have to venture off on this a little bit, <laughs> is that allies sometimes are afraid yes. that they're going to make a mistake, yeah. right? Yep. That they're going to use the wrong pronouns or, you know what, listen, we've been <laughs> colonized for how many years? Bazillion. It happens, dude. Like, it happens. And I do it. I make mistakes. With, I mean, all the time. Okay. And I try and I try. But I mean... If you're trying, then you're in the right place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You make a mistake, just be like, I'm sorry, and correct yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that simple. Yep. No one in the community is going to take offense to it when they see that you're trying. It's the malicious stuff that we need to worry about. But yeah. right. um, Hold and then, your fellow straights accountable. 
Yeah. <laughs> I also know? think in like the workplace, I can think of a few examples in my life or in my spouse's life where there's just that, you know, that like around the water cooler talk that you hear like call that out don't let that be something like what a weird thing to say like did you mean to say that out loud like make people uncomfortable when they say uncomfortable things it's okay to do that we need to have uncomfortable conversations yeah and maybe bring it up to your hr about doing some type of training there's so many orgs in the twin cities who offer trainings about how to be a good ally and absolutely about how to navigate lgbtq topics so there are resources out there and if mm-hmm. you are a listener right now and you have a company that you feel like you need that training, mm-hmm. please email rainbowcircle at tcpride.org yes. and ask for that. And we can get you hooked up with those orgs who are doing a phenomenal job yeah. of education um, and things like that. I mean, I know I've gone into companies and they had very kind of frank conversations. I'm not afraid to say things. Mm-hmm. I don't get offended uh, very easily. And so um, reach out, make and sure. I, I think another way too is it's January and we have six months until June. So companies are starting to plan their Q2. Yep. And I think one thing that I always see, it was like Hopkins Pride. Hopkins did their first Pride this year. They're a nonprofit. Yep. And the bar down the street did a drag brunch and all the proceeds went to the Trevor Project. The Trevor Project is amazing. They are a mm-hmm. national organization. They get so much funding. So if your company or the restaurant that you frequent at is starting to plan for their Pride Month and they're going to do like a percentage goes to, that should be a local org. Like try and keep that mm-hmm. money in Minnesota. So if you work at a company that's planning your Pride Month and you need help or ideas on how to make sure that you have the biggest impact locally, let us know. Yeah, reach out to us because mm-hmm. we help – um, those regional prides yep. um, kind of navigate this crazy world and expensive world. Yeah. So, Very expensive. Yeah. You know, and I think, um, you know, join us at our events, yes. right? Uh, we use the phrase, you belong, mm-hmm. because you belong here. Yep. You belong everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't want anybody hiding. So, you know, come out to the events because you do belong. Any part of the LGBTQIA plus community our allies belong at those things Mm -hmm. um and you know step up and come out and the next one is right around the corner at halfway to pride yep um in eight days we won't talk about that (laughs) (laughs) as as we're all planning um again it's at the Bauhaus brew labs in northeast minneapolis from 12 to 6 p.m Mm -hmm. um drinks are available both alcoholic and non-alcoholic uh food trucks photo booth merch whole lot of fun i'm sure i'll come up with something new for the year that we can talk about and and do and um would you participate in a dunk tank one hundred percent. Talk about cold, though. I mean, you know what, though. I, I this is how passionate I am. If you seriously were like, we're gonna put a dunk tank out, I would totally do it. I mean, I would probably end up in the hospital with hypothermia, but I would do it. I would do we'll it. Get you a wetsuit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess we'll have to show up in person to see if we pull off a dunk tank. 
Mm, I'm scared. My team. <laughs> I mean, my my team when they put their mind to something. Um, right now, our logistics director is somewhere looking up dunk take rentals. Yes, I'm sure she'll she'll have somebody exactly. and potentially right. swearing at us for one more thing. She'll find it on Facebook Marketplace. I'll I know. Be here tomorrow. Exactly. That's what happens. You you get these three visionaries, and <laughs> and we float way up in the sky. And and Corey, our director of logistics, is trying to hold us down. Very very. Yeah. Tightly to the ground. Yeah, but nothing really shakes her. Not too tightly, though, because I believe she's the one looking into the, what is it, the the rodeo bull riding, except it's a unicorn. Yeah. The little oh, mechanical. she turns it into the unicorn. Yeah, I <laughs> yep. mean, Pending that is Pending insurance true. approval. Right, Pending exactly. insurance approval. Yes. yes. There will be a form for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, come out to the events. Check out everything on mm-hmm. tcpride.org. And, yeah, on tcpride.org, go to the events calendar. I mean, also if you yeah. don't follow us, up. if you don't follow us on social media, you can get all the information that would be on the website on our socials yeah. in a more fun format. For sure, <laughs> we do crazy things like our last holiday card. Oh, um, God. <laughs> so you know, we we have a whole lot of fun. Come join us in the office; we're there all the time. Um, but just like that. We're out of time. Wow. Happens quick. Yes. Thank you for joining us today and listening to Twin Cities Pride Amplified. Thank you so much to my co-host, Rena, and our guest, Kelsey Alto, the director of programming at Pride. We'll be back next Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. right here on AM 950 to discuss black history in the queer community as we head into Black History Month. Also talking about different ways we need to uplift the people of color, not only in general, but in the queer community. Join us next Saturday at 3 p.m. And thank you for being with us this afternoon. Let's take care of each other all year long. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair, put my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry.